In the second half, Maxi looking for more. He's got it! Daniel House will up and under on the lob and then flies in with the emphatic one hand jam. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the PicSwap Media YouTube channel. My name is Sean Bernard, and we are through the marathon that is the NBA regular season, and we're here to the part that matters, and that is the playoffs. Now we'll kick off with the play-in tournament. So I will have a four-part series breaking down each matchup, and to kick things off with the first one here, we have the 7 versus 8 seed in the Eastern Conference, the Atlanta Hawks versus the Miami Heat. An interesting clash of styles here to look at kind of the betting line to start out with. The Heat are favored by five points in the matchup over under at 226 and a half. And the Hawks are plus 170 on the money line. The Hawks are a team that are going to have to outscore them and do their damage on the offensive end. If that is to happen throughout the season, they are second in points per game across the NBA with 118.5. They allow the 25th most points per game in the NBA, 118.1 there. They're also first in two-pointers made, two-point attempts, 17th in two-point percentage, so don't do too much damage beyond the arc. Neither one of these teams, too, which I'll touch on the Heat next. Uh, the Hawks, they're 28th in three-point attempts, 36.4% uh, from three on the season, or I'm sorry, 30.4 three-point attempts on the season, 21st in three-point percentage at 35.3%. They also are first in overall field goals made, third in field goal attempts, and uh, yeah, so they're a team that likes to get up and down, like to put the ball there, 10th in rebounding, 10th in offense and rebounding. They ended the season a little cold, 5-5 five and five in their last 10, 24-17 and 17 at home, while 17-24 and 24 at the row, 41-41 and 41 on the season. They are about as mediocre as you can kind of come when you look at it like that. Looking at their two stars, they have Trey Young, who averages 26.2 points per game, 10.2 assists, 3.0 rebounds, shot 42.9% from the field and just 33.5% from three. I do think some of his, you know, long-range half-court pull-ups that he does on a regular basis do bring down his percentage at notable bet. Uh, he's a better shooter than the numbers would indicate there, but he's not going to stop from pulling from there. Those logo three-pointers are not going to, so that is going to be the percentage that they roll with. DeJounte Murray is the other guy uh, that kind of does most of their damage, 20.5 points per game, 6.1 assists, 5.3 rebounds. He shot 46.4% from the field this season, 34.4% from uh, th beyond the three-point arc, his effective field goal percentage is a, a good portion better than Trey Young, so you can kind of see that in their shot selections, the biggest thing where that shows up. But I think the concern with these two is it has not clicked in the way it was hoped when they went all in for that trade prior to the season. And that's my first big X factor that I have for the Hawks in this matchup is can DeJounte and Trey play together? And it is frustrating that we are through a full regular season, and there still is not really an answer to that. The Hawks have done some interesting things, kind of staggering the lineups where they have Trey Young running his units, DeJounte Murray running his units. But if you're going to succeed at the highest level, your two best players have to find a way to bring out the best in each other. And these two really have it this year. So that is my big first X factor for the Atlanta Hawks. Number two, I have what version of Trey Young shows up because we've seen a Trey Young that has taken over playoff series. We've seen him shrugging in center stage against the Knicks, taking down the Sixers and the team that was much more talented than that. But then we've seen the version of Trey Young this year who has been a bit of a coach killer. We've seen him throwing hissy fits, missing team flights, stuff like that. If he's locked in and playing his best basketball, he's one of the best in the world. But we have not seen that much this year. And it's been 
little frustrating, disappointing across the board. That that's the biggest holdup on why this Hawks team has hit a little bit of a lull in their development. And third X factor I have is just will the complimentary three point shooter shots fall at all? That's kind of how the NBA is nowadays. Is you have your stars that do the damage, that control the ball, get to their spots, and the rest of the guys they simply got to spot up and shoot. I don't have as much confidence in this Hawks team to be able to get the job done in that department. They just don't have as talented shooters. Even when we look back at that Hawks team that did go to the conference finals and took down the Sixers, Kevin Herter is having a career year with the Kings. He had a he made a terrific impact with the Hawks, and he's no longer in the building. He was shipped off and and, and moved on from then. So. I don't know if there's enough surrounding talent either. I honestly don't feel particularly great about this Hawks team going into this matchup. And to get into why, let's take a look at the Miami Heat. They ended the season 44 and 38 on the year, six and four in their last 10, 27 and 14 at home, and 17 and 24 on the road. They're a team that has been shaky throughout the year, but seems to be hitting their stride at the right point, which is very important for the playoffs. Uh, they're 30th in points per game on the season, dead last. They're 109.3. 29th in pace, 25th in offensive rating. Yikes, nothing appealing there. But defensively, they get the job done. Just second in points allowed, 109.8 per game, first in blocks. And that pace is a major reason why that points per game is lower. They're not a team that's going to be pushing the tempo. They're going to be walking the ball up the floor, Jimmy Butler doing his thing. And that does translate to postseason. The game is naturally going to slow down to this point. This Miami team's already kind of built for that. The Heat are also... 10th and three-pointers a game at 34.7. Across the season, they've ranked 27th in three-point percentage at just 34.3%. But over the past 11 games to end the season, they've been first in the NBA. So they their shot seems to be turning around. It's been strange that their percentage has been as poor as it has been throughout the year and that they've looked like a bad shooting team because there are a number of talented shooters on this roster. Guys like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, who doesn't get much burn at this point but still rotates in every once in a while, Caleb Martin. They have guys that can space the floor spot up, and it looks like their shots are starting to fall lately. But they also rank 28th in rebounding as a team, 19th in offensive rebounding, 30th in field goals made, first in blocks. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Tyler Hero will be their their big trio where most of the damage will be done on the season. Jimmy Butler averaging 22.9 points, 5.9 rebounds, 5.3 assists, uh, and 1.8 steals per game. 53.9% from the field, 35% from three. One of the true two-way stars of this league and a guy who really does flip the switch come playoff time. So playoff Jimmy is a scary sight. He's been inching towards that of late. And to, to help balance him out, we have Bam Adebayo's having 20.6 points, 9.3 rebounds, and 3.2 assists on the season. Tyler Hero also rounded out with 20.3 points, 5.4 rebounds, 4.2 assists, shooting 43.9% from the field, and 37.9% from three on 8.1 attempts per game. So solid there. Looking at the X factors for this Heat team, number one, I have, does Kyle Lowry have anything left in the tank? The days of Kyle Lowry being a feature piece on a playoff caliber team are for sure in the rear view. That is not coming back. But the Heat also cannot have a zero just running the, the show as their point guard. And Lowry just has not looked like himself for the entire year. There's been some reports coming out of frustrations of this wasn't the player that they hoped to bring in. He's old. He, he's past his prime. He's and, and frankly, Kyle Lowry has never been like a go-to scorer. He's been a guy who will give you tough defense, who will do his thing. That's all the Heat can really ask for him. If he can take a couple charges, run the show on offense, set some guys up, that's good enough. If they can get that, I think this Heat team has a puncher's chance, even moving forward in a playoff series. I know looking forward, I believe it's the Celtics that they would uh, face them, assuming how this whole play, play, playoff uh, playing bracket shakes out. But I believe that they will face on with the Celtics. Uh, number two in the X-Factors I do have is, playoff jimmy butler 
we have seen it year in and year out now where Jimmy Butler can have a season where he doesn't look terrific, where he's a guy who is a very good player, but maybe a tier below that superstar level. And then you get to the playoffs and things change. And Jimmy Butler just looks like purely that guy, one of the most elite two-way talents in this league. And he's done it year after year. I don't expect that to be any different this season. I think if Jimmy wants a series that badly, he finds a way to get it done. And I think that can be the case against just about everyone. And number three X factor I have in this matchup is the matchup of Bam Adebayo versus Clint Capella. Just an interesting kind of clash of styles here. Clint Capella, obviously, what you think of as essentially the pick and roll, rim running, lob catching center. He's pretty much a model for what that style of player is, and he's made a successful career out of it. Now, on the other hand, Bam Adebayo is a little more below the rim, likes to put the ball on the floor a little bit. He does not have the size that Capella has, but still a fine center and a more talented overall player. But I am interested to see how that shakes out and how they find a way to match up with each other. Uh, if Clint can get the better of him with lobs, things, things like that. As While I do think Bam is the significantly more talented player overall, I think there's areas where Clint Capella will be able to capitalize on Bam Adebayo. So I am interested to see how that shakes out. Trey Young's obviously terrific at getting Capella lob opportunities. But overall, I do think the Heat should be considered widely the favorite for this. I think the five-point margin is one worth taking. And I think the under is, is also the right move. I think this is a game where the Heat are going to dictate the pace, put their fingerprints all over the matchup, and don't doubt Jimmy Butler. The best players find a way to win these situations. And Jimmy Butler, I have more confidence to come through than I do in Trey Young on the other side of things. So stay tuned for the other three parts of this. Thank you guys for watching and talk soon.